Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Boll, Director of Public Affairs. This week we're going to catch up with Spencer Tuma about the developments on the Farm Bill and trade policy, as well as talking to Jill Fansler about the activities going on with the Foundation for Agriculture. So let's get started. Spencer Tuma is our Director of National Legislative Programs, and we were pretty tied up last week with our open hearing, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit. But uh, we have quite a bit that's developed in the past two weeks since we last spoke. Um, we've been making some progress with the Farm Bill uh, in Congress, but things are uncertain at this at this point. Where where do you things stand on the Farm Bill? What do you think the odds are of us getting it moved forward? Well, it's good to be back this week, and like you said, we did have a lot going on last week, uh, both on the policy development front here at the Home Office as well as with the Farm Bill. Uh, so just to kind of recap the past couple of weeks, the Senate released their version of the Farm Bill um, a week ago this past Friday. And so what that did, it was a 1,006-page bill, and it actually set up a Senate committee markup in the Senate Agriculture Agriculture Committee of the Farm Bill on Wednesday, June 13th. Um, So the Senate Agriculture Committee met, they considered amendments, and they ultimately passed that bill out of committee on a 20 to 1 vote. So the only person who actually voted against the bill was Senator Chuck Grassley out of Iowa, but otherwise it was a very bipartisan committee meeting. Of course, that's in stark contrast to what we saw over on the House Agriculture Committee, where they only approved the bill out of committee on a party line vote. So um, kind of where we are at now, uh, the Senate is expected to take up their farm bill on the Senate floor probably next week. All indications, um, it really could go to the floor anytime, but schedule-wise, it's probably going to be the last week of June next week before they get that um, on the floor. They'll have to consider amendments um, that are going to be offered on the floor, and then hopefully we'll pass it out of the Senate. The House, um, back on the other side of the Capitol, they are kind of still in a holding pattern. So they did, you know, fail the bill in late May on the House floor. And uh, the reason that it failed really had nothing to do with what was in the Farm Bill. It had more to do with um, some members of the House wanting a vote on immigration Mm -hmm. before they voted on the Farm Bill. Um, So I'm sure many who have seen the news have seen that immigration is been a very hot button issue in the media but also in congress the past uh, week or so past couple of weeks um, but all indications say that there will be a vote on Im- on some sort of immigration reform this week followed by a vote on the farm bill and the house has to act on that by this friday and president trump is going to be uh, going to the house of representatives tuesday night to talk about some uh, well several different issues but obviously immigration is going to be one of the top ones so Uh, we probably will need to wait to see what exactly comes out of that meeting Mm -hmm. before knowing what's going to move forward with it. Yeah, there's a lot of conversations ongoing. Um, You know, some believe that, you know, if you're going to move an immigration reform bill, that you should include everything that touches immigration Mm -hmm. right now. Um, It's been indicated by leadership that they maybe don't want to go that direction. Um, So we're still waiting to see if agricultural labor um, and immigrant labor will be addressed in that regard. Uh, But we really won't know until we see what the leadership is planning to hold a vote on. Yeah, and then you also mentioned the difference between the Senate bill and the House bill, Mm -hmm. the the way that they passed uh, on a bipartisan uh, way in the Senate. But 
um, in the House, it was very partisan. What really were the differences in the bills? So the main difference um, and the reason that it has not taken such a partisan turn in the Senate is because the Senate did not make the changes to the nutrition title that the House did. So Mm -hmm. I know we talked about in a previous episode, the House made some pretty significant changes to the uh, eligibility requirements for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. The Senate largely left those eligibility requirements alone. It does make some tweaks to the program, uh, but that's more on the reporting and accountability side rather than the eligibility side. As far as changes to Title I programs and those traditional commodity programs, farm programs, really not a whole lot of difference in the two bills. Of course, um, there are a couple of things that will probably need to hopefully be worked out in conference. Uh, And then on conservation, a big difference, the House bill proposed that CRP acreage cap would be raised to 29 million acres. Mm -hmm. The Senate only proposed raising that to 25 million acres. It's currently at 24 million. Sure. So the the vast majority of the disagreement does come down to the food stamp program. Absolutely. So um, it'll be difficult to get those reconciled because there are such huge differences Mm -hmm. between the two, but hopefully they'll be able to pass it so there's something to reconcile. I don't think it's impossible, but I do think it is going to be a difficult, you know, once we get them through both chambers, which hopefully, you know, I'm an internal optimist, so I'm hopeful that that's by the end of the month, um, but there certainly could be some hang-ups moving forward. You know, in a a perfect world, the ideal timeline would be that we would pass it out of both chambers before they leave for the 4th of July. They'll Mm -hmm. be home over the 4th of July holiday. Then they would come back uh, and do a conference committee where they work out the differences. They Each chamber would have to reapprove the final bill, and mm-hmm. then it would be passed before the September 30th deadline. The window is slowly closing <laughs> right. on that, so right. um, it'll be interesting to see what yeah. happens. And this immigration, uh, it was kind of a hostage taken in the legislative process by the House, by uh, some of the Freedom Caucus members mm-hmm. especially. And it was kind of interesting because when they did that, it wasn't that hot of a topic. Right. And, you know, it was always a simmering topic, but it's become like the only thing anyone's talking about Mm -hmm. right now. So it really ended up working to their advantage, I suppose, if they wanted to have a a say in what was going to happen. So um, really is, uh, has, has turned the debate quite a bit in the past couple weeks. Sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a very fluid situation at this point. (laughs) So it changes day by day. Uh, speaking of fluid situations, we've <laughs> also had a lot developing on trade over the past we couple have. of weeks. Um, and it's always dangerous to ask this question, but where are we with that right now? Well, so uh, changes day by day at this point. Um, so I'll kind of take this from two or three different angles. So the first thing I want to touch on with trade is about China. Um, so that's kind of one piece of the mm-hmm. trade pie, if you will. So the United States government has decided to move forward with tariffs that basically are intended to punish the Chinese government for their theft of intellectual property. Mm -hmm. So it's about $50 billion worth of tariffs that the U.S. has decided that they're going to move forward with. Um, So we heard a lot about this earlier in the spring um, when the U.S. kind of announced our intention to do that. Well, now it's actually happening, um, and China has responded that they will retaliate with about the same amount of tariffs um, coming back onto U.S. products. Mm -hmm. Of course, that list does include a lot of agricultural products, soybeans, beef, corn, sorghum, pork, um, that are all going to be kind of under fire in this situation. Most of those tariffs will go into effect on July 6th, um, and then the remainder of them will kind of follow suit in the coming weeks after that. So uh, the situation with China is ever-changing. There's still time to work out a negotiation. Yeah, and they're still trying to work that out. Right. Yeah. That's my understanding. Um, 
things have kind of been on again, off again, um, but we're hopeful that they will continue to work towards a solution. And, and even if they do go into effect, I do think there's still the ability to continue those negotiations. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm hopeful. I know that the administration has the best interest of Americans in mind, and so we're hopeful that that will all work out. Sure. And also, one of the other portions of trade that's really been um, still in the news and hot is the NAFTA renegotiations. Mm And um, I've heard a little bit about the administration is working directly with Mexico and directly with Canada on individual agreements and maybe trying to wrap them all together. Uh, But where where have you heard that we're standing on this? You're right. So NAFTA is kind of the other two-thirds of the trade pie that we're dealing with. Um, And you could kind of count that, you know, NAFTA as a whole is one agreement. But as you mentioned, the U.S. is really moving forward separately on those negotiations now. Um, I actually did see a report this morning that things are moving smoothly with Mexico, Mm -hmm. and we may even have an agreement on a renegotiated NAFTA by the end of this month. So that's very encouraging. Uh, The situation with Canada has been a little more heated in the past couple of weeks. Uh, If anybody's been following the news, they may have seen that President Trump uh, exchanged some harsh tweets and (laughs) harsh words with the Canadian government, uh, particularly over their um, dairy policy Mm -hmm. and how that affects U.S. dairy farmers in trade with Canada. Um, USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue actually had a meeting with the Canadian Ag Minister last week. So I think that, you know, there is a chance for cooler heads to prevail here, but um, the deal with Canada, I would say, is a little bit farther off. Um, But as you mentioned earlier, the situation is very fluid and changes day by day. Yeah, that's for sure. And it it does seem like um, there's some opposition, some pretty strong opposition in Congress, too, to uh, some of Canada's dairy policy, Mm -hmm. especially given the fact that the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, comes from Wisconsin. That's true. Um, he's he's been pretty fired up about the supply management um, program that that Canada has and their Class Seven for ultra filtered milk. That seems to be really affecting the people in his state. So there's a lot of um, a lot of real frustration uh, in the legislative branch as well with Canada. So mm-hmm. that one may end up taking a little bit longer. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So the the reason that we took last week off, took a little bit of a break, is because we were pretty deeply immersed in our policy development process. We had our um, first real meeting of the year on that. Uh, What happened in the um, open hearing, and what do you think we're going to see coming out of that? Yeah, so we did have a really good and productive meeting. You know, we pack a lot into two days for our open hearing, but we did hear from some very dynamic and engaging speakers on issues relating to Missouri agriculture as well as federal issues also. Um, So we heard from a lot of different state agencies, Missouri Department of Natural Resources, Missouri Department of Ag, Department of Conservation, even, you know, Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, really talking about issues that are important to farming, ranching, and to rural Missourians. Um, So I think it was a very productive meeting. There have been a lot of good ideas generated from the committee. So what happens now is the committee did develop a policy development questionnaire uh, that will be printed in the July issue of Show Me Magazine. And if you're a Missouri Farm Bureau member and you want to weigh in on those issues, we do ask that you fill out that questionnaire and return it to your local county Farm Bureau office so that your county board can develop policy to submit as a recommendation for our book. Yeah, and this is a bottom-up process, so it really starts at the county level, and um, that's what those questionnaires are for, is not to send in to the home office and have a top-down policy uh, proposed, but rather 
take those questionnaires just as food for thought, uh, ways to spark a conversation in your county, and then um, see if you want to have your county submit a potential change to our policy book. Absolutely. And, you know, like you mentioned, it really is a grassroots process, and we pride ourselves in that. Um, you know, the questionnaire is certainly a conversation starter, but your county is welcome to submit resolutions or, or thoughts to the committee that are related to topics that aren't on that questionnaire. Mm-hmm. So if there's something going on in your area that you're concerned about, please submit that to the committee because, one, it's important that we know that it's going on, and, two, if the state organization needs to weigh in, this is the way that we have the avenue to do that. Great. Well, I know that it's going to be a long process to get there, but at, at least we've got it moving now. So yeah. excited to see where it where it takes us. Well, thanks again for joining us uh, this week. We'll um, look forward to seeing how the farm bill and trade develop over the next few weeks. Hopefully we'll have a better chance to catch up next week. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks. Jill Fansler is our director for the Foundation for Agriculture here at Missouri Farm Bureau. We haven't actually talked about the foundation in a while and thought that it'd be a good idea to get an update because there's a lot going on this summer with um, events and ways that you can help give to agriculture uh, to the foundation so that you can uh, promote the activities that the foundation is doing. So, Jill, thanks for joining us today. What uh, What's going on with the foundation this summer? Do we have what, what are the events that we have coming up? We're looking forward to a couple of big events. We are going to have the fifth annual Keep Missouri Farming Tractor Cruise. It will be in Buchanan County on July 21st. We're looking for anyone who wants to drive a tractor, would like to have a sponsorship, or would just like to join us for lunch. It should be a great day, 38-mile cruise through northwest Missouri. And do you have to have a certain age of uh, tractor to be able to do that? 1985 and older. um, But anyone is welcome to come and visit, and uh, we, we look forward to the great day. And uh, I think, uh, is there a difference in the amount of uh, your donation to be in that, depending on what you want to do or how old your your tractor is or something like that, along those lines? Open station cap, uh, open station tractors are thirty five dollar entry, and cab tractors are fifty dollar entry. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's a, more about whether you want to be in the sun or or air conditioning. <laughs> air conditioning. <laughs> so, okay, very good. Um, and what day did you say that that uh, tractor cruise is again? It is Saturday, uh, July 21st. Okay. And then in August 27th, we will be having the annual golf tournament for the foundation. Mm-hmm. That'll be held at the Jeff City Country Club. And there again, we're looking for people to play on a team and also for sponsors. And we have various levels. Uh, you can register and sign up for that on the Farm Bureau website. Okay. And that one you say that's the 27th of August. So that's right after the state fair, right? Correct. And uh, is there anything else going along with that? I think in past years, that's we've had the golf tournament in conjunction with a dinner, but I um, believe we've separated those this year, right? Yeah, this year we're going to do something exciting. We're going to have the golf tournament as a standalone event in August, and then uh, at our annual meeting in December, we're going to be having a trivia contest. So be on the lookout for exciting information coming about that. It should be a great time for all. Yeah, and that's something that uh, a number of us have, have done just for fun um, outside of work. And we kind of were brainstorming and thought that might be a good idea to do something a little bit different to raise some money for the foundation. And uh, that's where you'll have a a group of people, maybe a table of people that are on a team and are able to um, answer questions, trivia questions, maybe some of those, a lot of those related to agriculture in some way or another. Um, Do you know what the the sign-up is going to be like for that or when people are going to need to... uh, decide what their teams are going to look like? Well, we hope that families and county farm bureaus and a lot of different people will create teams for this. We'll have information about the teams coming out when the annual meeting information comes out later this fall. Okay. Uh, what, what are some of the other ways that um, people can give to the foundation if they're interested? Uh, foundation is 
always looking for donations. Uh, people can give tax deductible gifts. We have memorial and tribute contributions. We have a, on Amazon Smile, if you make purchases there, you can choose the Foundation for Agriculture and a percentage of your purchases will automatically uh, come to the foundation. And then also your Farm Bureau More points, you can transfer those and make those as a donation to the foundation as well. And all of that uh, money will support agriculture education and leadership development programs throughout the year. And the, the more points, that's for if you have Farm Bureau insurance. That's a way that you can um, accrue some um, uh, some benefits. And you can use those if you go onto the insurance website. It has a, a method for transferring those to the foundation, right? Correct. Great. And, yeah, so what are some of the other things that the foundation does with the money that we raise and generate throughout the year? from these events, what are the, uh, the, what's that used for to help promote agriculture? Well, annually we have scholarships that go to uh, college students. We have some vocational scholarships with some that go to the College of Veterinary Medicine. We also do many grants in classrooms, so we're trying to reach people of all ages. And then the county uh, can apply for a grant annually and support projects that they want to do on the local level. So the foundation support all of those things, as well as big projects like the GROW exhibit at the St. Louis Science Center. Sure. And how long has the foundation been around? Uh, over 20 years. Great. Well, and there have been a number of things across the state. The the From the huge projects like the, the Science Center uh, Grow Exhibit, which was a massive donation, to very small donations of a couple hundred dollars or less um, on the county level, there's a whole lot of, a wide range of things that the foundation does. And um, I know that you stay very busy with trying to coordinate all those plus raise some funds for it. So we do appreciate the work that you do for that. Thank you. It's exciting. Great. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, if you want to know any more about the foundation, you feel free to give Jill a call here at the home office or take a look at our website where we have some information about those events. Thanks for joining us, Jill. Thank you. Thanks for joining us again this week. We look forward to having you at those events for our foundation to help support agriculture and educational programs. So please do go to our website to find out more information about the activities that Jill and I talked about. And keep an eye out for what's happening in the news with immigration and the Farm Bill. Hopefully we will be back next week with good news about the developments there. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week.